0: When it comes to America's greatest living songwriters, a lot of people would probably point to Bob Dylan, Randy Newman, and you know, they'd be right. Both are great. Both have long careers. Both have written a lot of great songs. Uh, Many of them as well known as any part of Americana over the last 50 years. You might also mention Bruce Springsteen, uh, Neil Young, maybe Billy Joel, maybe Brian Wilson, Joni Mitchell, Carol King, Burt Bacharach, John Mellencamp. I'm talking living songwriters. Uh, but for my money, you know, I'd point to Paul Simon as one of the best. He owned the 70s, charts and radio airwaves, and a big part of the 80s as well. In the 70s, he released only three albums. This one called Paul Simon. It had things like uh, Mother and Child Reunion on it, uh, Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard, a great song called Duncan as well. And then in 73, I believe it was There Goes Ryman Simon, Loves Me Like a Rock, Chrome," both really big hits. Uh, but in 75... He kind of broke through to number one with uh, Still Crazy After All These Years, which had, of course, uh, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. Good one. Gone at Last with Phoebe Snow, uh, Still Crazy After All These Years. I think uh, My Little Town, which was also a reun- uh, reuniting with uh, Art Garfunkel for a song, that was a pretty big hit as well. So, I like I say, he owned the charts and uh, radio airwaves. In the 80s, he released... Um, graceland in 86 after a couple albums that didn't do a whole lot but graceland sold millions brought him back around to everyone's senses and the radio airwaves again Uh, hi there this is Tim Patterson trade show guy and this is trade show guy Monday morning coffee for April Fool's Day 2019 no (laughs) foolin I admit I've never been good at practical jokes Um, I do love them when they're good though but uh, you know no joke just me Uh, I'm the author of a couple of books trade show success 14 Proven Steps to Take Your Trade Show Marketing to the Next Level, uh, Trade Show Superheroes and Exhibiting Zombies. And I just, a couple days ago, got a notification from Amazon. Both these books are available on Amazon. It's my best month ever for selling books on Amazon, which is weird because I don't promote them at all. I just give them away to potential clients. And and on occasion, I mention them here on the on the podcast and stuff. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're available as, as paperbacks as well as Kindle uh, downloads. So, you know. So, so why did I mention Paul Simon, especially with the way he dominated the airwaves in the 1970s? Because I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, airwaves in this particular uh, podcast, radio and TV airwaves. I'm heading to the NAB show this coming weekend, the National Association of Broadcasters. I'll be there for uh, just a couple of days. It's a four-day show. I think I'll be there for two days, maybe two and a half days. Uh, and even though this is a bit of a preview, I've, I've looked online, and looked at the website, I've... I've gotten tons of press releases from them, I'll tell you why in just a minute. I'm really not sure what to expect, but I'm excited about going for a couple of reasons. One, I was in the broadcasting industry from the age of 19 till my mid 40s, full-time, that was my career. Uh, after that, I became more of a volunteer uh, the last seven or eight years at a local station. I do a reggae show every Monday night at uh, KMUZ, and so I volunteer for that a couple hours every Monday night. Uh, check it out online, KMUZ.org. So I'm still in radio, still get behind the microphone, so radio is, is, is a great love of mine, great uh, career, had a lot of time in it. Uh, the, the industry changed a lot in the 90s, which is one reason I got out. I didn't want to be a gypsy, and, and so many people I knew in radio just kind of you know traips around the country they they work three years here they go four years there uh i didn't want to do that so uh, i spent all my broadcasting career here in oregon um so anyway so so here's how that whole thing came about about me going to this show uh the nab show which is in vegas uh last fall i got wind of a potential interview subject and topic uh i think it was mel at uh, classic exhibits who sent me a link to uh, an article about nab show cares which is a way that uh, the NAB show has been doing a lot of work with their exhibitors to make it easier for them to exhibit, especially when it comes to all the costs involved. I actually did a long interview with it. It took me a while to get the interview. We finally uh, sat down. I sat down with BJ Enright of Trade Show Logic. I'll have a link to that. We did the whole story in the interview, uh, which was posted in January. But during that back and forth with NAB and tracking down people, one of the guys there said, hey, do you want to come to the show as a member of the media? And I said, uh, sure. I guess, but you know, I, I do a lot of blogging. I do podcasting. I do video blogging. But you know, I have a trade show exhibit company. So is it okay? And he said, Yeah, you know, you can blog about it. You can do whatever you want. So come down anyway. So I got invited to the show. They approved my press pass. So I'm going there as a member of the media, which will be kind of fun. Uh, so what is the NAB, National Association of Broadcasters, as far as the show goes? Uh, best I can find, there's over 1,700 exhibitors. I was curious to know about the attendance so I did find this bit in 2017 there were over a hundred and three thousand attendees so there are a lot of people spread through those exhibitors just to contrast uh the show that I did earlier in March uh was the national uh excuse me the natural products uh, national <laughs> natural products show uh 85 86,000 attendees 3,500 exhibitors so anyway so here's what kind of things, if you look through their site, you'll find. Uh, topics, products, exhibitors, focusing on acquisition and production, content creation, display systems, distribution and delivery, industry resources, management and systems, post-production, and radio. So be curious to see uh, what kind of new tech stuff is there. I mean, I'm sure I'll drool over a lot of it and not understand most of it, but uh, it'll be fun to go there. So main goals really, uh, first, see the show itself because I've never been. Uh, even as a broadcaster, I never got to go. Uh, second, talk to exhibitors about the NAB Show Cares program. I'm hoping to get some of them who are involved with how that works and how they're logistically uh, approaching it because they're supposed to help them and I don't want to find out how, to, how it is helping them and get them to discuss it on camera if that's the case. And I don't know why it wouldn't be. Uh, we'll share some of those here on this particular program. That's kind of why I'm going to the, to the show. Uh, beyond that, you know, as I mentioned, I'll drool over a lot of tech gear and uh, I'm sure I'll have no idea how a lot of it works, but a lot of it will go, man, I need some of that. Hmm. i meet a lot of people, meet a lot of exhibitors, uh, probably give away a few of those books that I mentioned that I take a few with me. So just, you know, we'll see what happens. That should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Like I say, I'll be there just uh, two days. A uh, trade show tip of the week comes from a blog post I did in er- earlier in March Called "What to Watch for Walking the Trade Show Floor." I'll put a link to that on the uh, show notes as well. So, you know, I thought, well, since I'll be walking the show floor, what what do you look for? Well, so when you walk by a booth, I always like to look for the brand and the image. Is it well represented? Are the people in there smiling and greeting you? Uh, are they not pushing themselves on you but making themselves available? Are they asking good questions and engage? What about the booth itself? Do you think? It's made out of sustainable materials. Is it important that it is? Is it part of the message that the company is trying to uh, get out there? Maybe, maybe not. Look to see what new products they have. Are they having samples? Are they easy to reach? Are they doing demos? Are they easy to engage with? If they have a professional presenter, is it obvious that's the case? And is there a schedule for the day's presentations easily available? The booth itself, is it clean and sharp and crisp? You see. Oh, maybe ragged edges? Uh, Is the carpet spotless and brand new looking? All these things suggest stuff to you and help you determine what your impressions of the company will be. Uh, Is the company giving away promotional items? If they are, is it obvious? If they have some sample like things on display but are not for giveaway, is that spelled out? I've seen that before. These are not for giveaway. These are display only. Are they looking to collect business cards in a fishbowl? I I see that still on occasion, I wonder why, because they're not leads, they're just people trying to win stuff. Uh, What is their lead capture strategy? Uh, Are they talking with people? Are they engaging them enough? Or are they just trying to scan a badge and figure that will be enough? Uh, Day two, day three, if you're there that long, look for places where the booth might be getting a little, you know, garbage might be stacking up a bit personal belongings spilling out of a storage area. Are they taking care of that? And also I like to look for things like stories and teamwork. Uh, people engage with stories and the companies that best tell their stories will be the most memorable. So what stories are the exhibits and their products and the people in the booths telling? Uh, as far as teamwork, is the booth operating as a team? They just seem to be there, they just show up or are they dressed in some identifiable, you know, same color tees for example, or are they just in typical work clothes? Uh, can you tell who's a staffer and who's not? So I'm always curious to see what I find when I walk the show floor. It'll be fun to to do that uh, next week as well. And to wrap it up, this week's uh, one good thing is a book I'm reading called "We Cast a Shadow." It's a, a really astonishingly good book. I think it's a debut novel by Maurice Carlos Ruffin, set in kind of the post post racial modern South. It tells the story of a very black man, one of the few black men at his law firm who is desperate to pay for his biracial son to undergo demelanization because he thinks it'll fix what he sees as his son's fatal flaw. I mean, oh my goodness. Uh, I'm only about two-thirds of the way through and I'm reading it on my wife's recommendation. She said it was one of the best books she's read in years and it is uh, pretty stunning Uh, even at the two-thirds point. I'm sure it's going to have a great finish. Uh, So that's it. Uh, It's called We Cast a Shadow. That's it. Have yourself a great week, and uh, we'll be reporting from um, NAB Show here in the next couple weeks with some video.